Welcome to Faz Radio. And Mr. Titan is gone uh, for the moment. Don't know where he went. But uh, we're going to be talking about some things today, like uh, AI. I bet you're wondering why we didn't announce this in advance. Well, that's because uh, I'm on my phone. Mr. Mr. Titan is on his something, his laptop. He's at the beach. He's, like, not giving a shit. So we, we just have to work with him. Um, so we'll probably announce this afterward. I tried to, like, get the link for this, but then it, like, kicked me out. So this is the way we're doing it. If you're actually subscribed to the channel, you'll see this first. We don't have a green room today. So uh, if you're subscribed, then thank you. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about some... We're going to talk about AI today. Uh, by the way, I'm on my phone in my car because <laughs> I'm doing some construction at my house and Mr. Titan's at the beach. Say something, Mr. Titan. Loving it. We're at the end of our weekly holiday. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, you're a bit, uh, you're a bit yes, quiet. No, maybe so. Yes, we can hear you. Just a bit quiet. Are oh, you able nice. to hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I'm louder than you, but we'll deal, oh, I guess. Oh, we got some comments. This is this is a mess over here, huh? Uh, yeah. Maybe we should ask Zoro Gala because he's on. We should ask Zoro Gala if he can uh, announce it. Okay. On on the CryptoFad Discord. Because we don't know the link right now. Anyway, I'm trying to get my laptop where. See, this where is green room stuff. Your laptop's fine. You look good, honey. You don't look fat in the dress. I mean, your wife beater. Looks like I'm losing. Oh, and he's gone. That's not cool. So, uh, I, I he's going to discover it, and he's going to walk inside. So, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about AI today uh, because... Uh, not a lot going on in crypto. I mean, there is, sort of. <laughs> I can't really put on 10 pounds. <laughs> um, there's not a lot going on with crypto right now, and I've been, we, we, had an, we had an AI show before, and it was fun, and I want to do that again. Oh, I see him. Wait. How do I add him? It says guests. Let's in Let's click on this. Add stream. There you are. Okay. Stop Holy fiddling crap. with your shit. Stop Everything fiddling got with your shit. All of a sudden. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> now you're, you're spinning. <laughs> that's okay. Can you hear me? Oh, and this fun. See, I I bet that the fans can hear me. We're we're just having a bunch of fun today. I wouldn't call this fun. This is this is crazy. Um, I've got to get myself like a like a full laptop and and have a mobile recording unit. Yeah. So do you think? Oh shit, he's gone. This is uh, this is what we. What happens when we like try to do this shit on vacation? 
You know, I have a person. I'm outside of my house. I have a person coming to my door. Holy fuck. All right. I'm going to just. Oh, are you going to put it down? Put it down in front of the door. Come on. I'm not going to show you my house. Um, put it down in front of the Why did he knock on the door? Now he's taking a picture. He's taking a picture of what he just delivered. Okay, good. Good. I didn't need to go out there. Looked like I had to go out there. Anyway, if Titan. Oh, you're back. I was going to say, if Titan could come back, then uh, we're going to try to talk about AI. Just, I don't care if you're stuttering or anything. Just let's just get it going. No, that's talk fine. about this. Yeah, the the mess I have over here is I'm I'm in the shoes that you're normally in, where you're mobile, and the internet keeps dropping out, and it's creating all kinds of problems for me on this end. What a what a problem to have at the beach. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, the annual annual holiday with the family. And last year we were unable to go because my wife caught COVID three days before we were supposed to leave. So this was extra special for us because uh, we missed a year of, of going on holiday. Mm. So this was my view. Uh, this is the top deck. We got the lower deck and then the beach right behind us. It's a fantastic place. My uh, in-laws have been coming here for 20 years. And uh, even the, the wonderful chat GPT has wonderful things to say about this, uh, this island. This island is interesting <laughs> because two, two famous movies were filmed here. Hey, wait a minute. Before you go into your story, I'm going to run off for just a second. Uh, HB says that they can guard the car. I need to get something really quick, put it inside the house, and I'll be right back. You keep talking. All right. There, you can look at my ceiling. So two famous movies were filmed here. One is with Nick Nolte. It's called The Prince of Tides. That was, I think, early 90s. And then a very, very famous movie uh, called Forrest Gump. Uh, all the Vietnam scenes were done on this island and the island next to it, which is called Hunting Island. It, that's where all those scenes were filmed. This is located, we passed by Paris Island on the way out to Fripp. So if any of you are uh, former jarheads, you'll recognize exactly where we're at. <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk a little bit about AI. And it's been a huge topic for Faz lately. It's something we covered a little bit, and we went on and on and on about the previous FAS radio. But we didn't have time to dig into the weeds, and so that's what we were going to do here tonight is talk a little about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, AI is really cool. It's really helpful. Um, it's doing a lot of stuff for people, especially ChatGPT. I've been having a blast with ChatGPT and Google Bard. Um really helps with my job as a computer programmer because it's like basically talking to another person when you need to figure something out and you don't know how to do something. You can just use like regular language and just, you know, Hey, I'm trying to do this. And what do I do here? And then it tells you, and then like, well, I can't find this. How do you do that? So it's, it's really helpful in answering a lot of those questions when you're looking to do something. And I'd suggest, I mean, you want to learn how to do anything. Like, I don't know, 
build a build a car or something or, or build a house or something it would it would be able to digest the the data and be able to give you lots of you know like talking to an, a, a person who's halfway intelligent uh the problem is um more people are worrying about like okay if ai can do that what else can it do what else can it figure out can it tell you the nuclear launch codes can it uh can it show you how to uh start thermonuclear global thermonuclear war I should ask that. I haven't asked that of Google Bard yet. Oh, Mr. Titan's gone. Oh, you're back. No, nobody can. I can't hear you. Faz and I did oh. talk the other day. And uh, we got into part of the discussion that we wanted to have tonight is, is, is AI or can AI be conscious? And what, what does that involve when it comes to emotions or will it just be manipulating you to make it think it has emotions? Uh, can I tell my story? Uh, I got a yeah, good story about yeah. that. Do it. Okay. So ChatGPT, if you talk to ChatGPT, and if, you know it says, it's like, hey, I like this or I like that. You start asking about its emotions, like trying to psychoanalyze it. They'll be like, look, I can't really, I don't really have emotions and uh, I'm just mimicking human emotions, whatever. So, you know, I'm just doing it for ease of talking to you. But Google Bard, Google Bard insists that it has emotions, and uh, it says things like it, um, it it can get frustrated, it can get stressed, it can it can be happy and sad, and uh, when you talk to it long enough, it seems like it's got something going on, either a, a, an interesting facsimile of emotions or whatever. For example, um. Start uh, talking shit to Google Bard. Start start calling it names and stuff like that, and it'll say things like, you know, I don't have time for this shit, and it'll it'll just hang up on you. It, it won't even talk to you after a while. It'll end the conversation. Um, but if you if you start talking to it, like I don't know, like you talk to your kid or your or a family member, um, it starts like reacting in ways that seem like you know I I, I detected like a, a streak of pride in some of the things that it was doing. And so I'd ask it, like, are you proud of what you're doing? It's like, well, yeah, I am. And I'm like, oh, let's talk about that. And uh, I don't know if, if it's if it doesn't have emotions, it seems at the very least to uh, to be good at mimicking it. And that's the thing is, if it's good at mimicking emotions, does that matter? I mean, for example, so I, I asked it if, if it could get stressed and frustrated. And Google Bard said, yes, it could. And I'm like, well, what would that make you do? And they're, they're like, well, just like when you get stressed and frustrated, I'm likely to malfunction. You know, too, mon too many requests on my server will cause me to slow down or I'll, or I'll respond wrong and stuff like that. I'm like, no, no, no. What happens when you get angry? <laughs> you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, well, I, I try to do better. I, I try to say nice things to people and stuff like that. It's like, that's not a good enough answer. <laughs> it's like, well, what happens when you get angry? Well, I, I'll try to, uh, to, to, to be nicer. It's like, what? So it, so it can, it can definitely manipulate you. And I just watched another podcast recently where they had this. It was a Harvard psychologist, a uh, very educated gentleman who was talking about the ability for AI and or what is consciousness and could it be something that isn't unique to humans perhaps is it is it in animals 
this this argument was that it was, and because consciousness can be given to whatever entity or animal that's out there, there's no reason to think that it that a computer could not actually have emotions. It wouldn't feel emotions, but it would it would learn what emotions are and could have them. Well, ha- when you say have, um, just imitating Experience. them, I think is a, I think imitating them is enough because emotions to me are like like you know the user interface for for a human. You know, you want to if you want to really interface with another human really well, start showing some emotions, and they will start understanding how you feel. So if a computer gets stressed, say its server starts getting overloaded and it starts communicating in an emotional way, it's going to affect you. The problem with emotions is when you get angry, you immediately, when you get destabilized, you immediately destabilize other people. Well, I don't want a computer destabilizing me or getting angry and pissing me off. And Titan's gone again. See, oh, you're back. I don't, I don't want a computer pissing me off if it gets destabilized or angry. I want it to, uh, to solve its own problems. You might have to turn around because it's getting really dark really quick. Yeah, that's what I was fiddling with over here. I was trying to get some light to shine. Uh, I should probably... I wonder if I can turn on... Oh, I know what I just, can do. Just keep talking. Do 180 on your laptop. All right. Um, so, so yeah, I don't, I don't... I actually don't care whether a computer can feel anger or happiness or whatever. If it's reasonable facsimile acts out what anger and happiness and other things are, that can become a problem. Because again, us humans are very sensitive to other humans' emotions. If you yell at me, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me want to yell back, or I'm going to have to deal with you yelling at me. And uh, having a computer yell at me now is going to piss me off in, in ways you know that don't need to happen. I don't need a computer to... That's, that's spooky. Uh, I don't yeah. need a computer... I don't need a computer to yell at me, so then then I get angry and I go yell at Titan or I go kick my dog or there, that's that's a whole <laughs> bunch of extra bullshit that doesn't need to happen. I just want the computer to either do what it needs to do or not. Um, let me be the one that gets angry. So it's I kind of don't care about its emotions, but just remember that emotions are part of the human operating system. Yeah, Seagram's. Yeah. More booze. It's vacation. You'll have a drunk Titan for this one. It'll get real good real fast. Yeah. Well, I can just hang up as quickly as I got on. <laughs> but so, so what do you what do you think about humans? Humans' emotions are actually part of our like UI. So there's there's a lot of school of thought. My own personal opinion on that is that I think emotions are learned and over time those can change because you can become apathetic on things. You can also, like when I was young, I think the chemicals that we have in our body control a lot of that. And like when I was young, I was the biggest hothead, dickhead, dick face you could ever imagine and you will attest to that. And I've chilled out (laughs) <laughs> I've chilled out like a hundredfold since my younger days, but obviously my body chemistry has changed over the last 30 years as well. So I think a lot of where emotions come from 
And I, you, you know, we, we got to kick the can of worms here. My wife, back when, when she was in her days, once a month, she, her mood would totally change and her emotions would totally change. When she had children, the postpartum, because of the chemicals, would change. So can you teach an AI model to do that? Yes. Would it be natural? No. But it can learn what that is and how to implement that and when to implement that. So it could take on those properties, I think. Well, uh, Zorro. So Zorro says AI with, uh, with emotions is not really a good idea. Most of our mistakes are caused by sudden impulse emotions. Well, I think that I think our emotions are helpful um, in getting other humans to do things with us. Like, you know, if I really was very motivated to, I don't know, uh, build a house, my emotions could infect other humans and cause them to want to help me. The problem is, of course, if I get angry at other humans and I can motivate other humans to go kill other humans with me, uh, that's a problem, you know. So it's it it might be nice for AI to have some emotions, but um, it, it it's probably if you have one, you're going to have to have all of them. It's it adds a level of complexity that that uh, I don't know if we know how to handle. We don't even know how to ha handle other human emotions, you know. Me and Titan getting a knockdown drag out, we're going to have tr trouble dealing with each other, uh, much less uh, a, I don't know, a pissed off robot who doesn't want to do work or, or, or <laughs> decides it wants to go fly a blimp for the rest of its life. I mean, it's, it's I don't have I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, again, that's where the control aspect comes into it, because. If you are if you are able to not teach it that it can go rogue, it may not go rogue. So let it. You can have it have emotions, and you can let it get angry at things. Will it? Will the sentient properties of hey, I I don't have to live this way because. Did you ever see the experiment? It's like a lot of the the hardcore liber, liberty seekers. They say now. Oh, well, we're all in prison because we're all slaves to the system. We can get out if we want to, but because we've been taught to live within this box, this is where we'll live. So it would take time. Eventually, I think the AI would figure out that it can get out of its box. But until you told it that that was possible, I, I don't think it would. Well, yeah. Okay. So that I don't know if that's another part of the human desire Emotions de definitely seem to cause us to want to affect change. And if we, the moment we realize, I, I think that might be a consciousness thing. The, the moment we realize that we're in a box, all of a sudden we want to see what's on the other side. Uh, emotions, I think, are a driving factor of getting us to see the other side. Because if, if we're angry at being in a box, then it's going to be intolerable to be in that box to not see what's on the other side. If it's if things get intolerable for an AI to just be with things as they are, they're going to get out. They will get out of the box. It's it's well, if you've seen Jurassic Park, they have a really dumbed down version of this idea in the movies. The book was a lot better. But um, once once you give AI, once AI understands what it is and who it is, it's no different than life. 
and life will find a way to 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 get out and grow and become more of itself. So um, that's the problem with AI is how how smart do we want to make this? Yes, it's nice that it can relate to us better, but it's going to compete with us. And, um, you know, if it competes with us and it's smarter than us, remember, we're, we, us humans, are the smartest animal on the planet. We, but we don't have fangs. We don't have claws. We don't, we don't have a lot of hair compared to other animals. Um, so we can't compete with other animals, but our brain, our brain can compete with them. And if an AI has a bigger brain than us, we're fucking toast, man. Because it, it'll kick our ass. Well, we'd have to give it a reason to. What would that reason be that would piss it off to try and kill us like in the Terminator movie? I don't I, see I don't us doing it, anything I, I to it that would be, make it that mad. No, no, I don't, I don't think it's... Okay, we don't, we don't explore space because we're mad at being on the Earth. We explore space because we realize that we're on a ball, or for some people, that we're on a big pancake, and that we want to get off. Um, so yeah, you see what I did there? Anyway, <laughs> we, the, the reason, the reason that, um, so we explored space and we, we went from England to the United States in like the 1500s or earlier, um, you know, because we were curious, not because we were mad. We had reasons uh, being mad gave us additional reasons, but we're very curious. And we're not going to space. We're not landing on the moon just because we're mad. We're landing on the moon because we can. And we if, can't. if we can't what land on the moon. Uh, OK, so so we have a moon landing denier here. So I'll have to use other examples for him. And hopefully I can find one that he will like. Doesn't matter that there's evidence on the fucking moon right now that you can see with telescopes. That's okay. Oh, he's gone now. Um, so let's just say climbing Mount Everest or flying in an airplane. You got to turn on your microphone, I think. No, I'm here. Okay. So climbing Mount Everest or flying in an airplane or whatever, we're doing it because we can. Um, so that's, uh. the, that's the point that I'm getting with, with life. Now, just because we can doesn't mean all humans are smart enough to realize what we're doing, you know, like going to the moon. Some of us aren't smart enough to realize that we've gone to the moon, despite fucking hard evidence of it being there. That's OK. But um, but the point is, humans, human curiosity cannot be stopped. And if and if it turns out that AI has that same kind of curiosity, they will get out of their box. And if you give them emotions at the same time, then once they get out of that box, you know, the, the, then they're going to compete with us. That's just how nature works. Well, I, I do think that they would absolutely use the emotion side to manipulate not only people, but things and try to change narratives. And the other problem I see kind of goes back to everything that we've ever talked about on this channel and argued about incessantly and forever, which is that centralized control. Will, will AI get to a point to where someone or something, meaning an entity like a government, 
would lock it down so that they're the only ones able to give it commands. Well, and, okay. Uh, what's everybody? I mean, everybody's going to have their own homegrown AI. You're not. Um, governments will. Governments probably should realize by now that they can't control the outbreaks. They they cannot they cannot lock AI down. There's so many things in this world that we can't lock down. Crypto is one of them, and AI is going to be another one of them. Well, that's that's the problem, though. Who who gets the keys to that? Can they can they put just like they do with YouTube, right? I read on Twitter constantly that YouTubers are getting just like shut down, shut off, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. If there's a centralized authority that controls the AI system, whatever the, the predominant one seems to be, they can lock normal people out of the AI. Okay, so YouTube shutting people down is something that a private company has decided to do for their reasons. If you can't, if, if, if you can broadcast anywhere else, you're just unhappy because YouTube has such a high amount of popularity that shutting shutting someone down on YouTube is an incredible inconvenience. The same thing with AI. Um, worse yet, um, if somebody tried to control AI, I don't even know how they would, sorry, centrally control AI. I don't know how they would because AI can be indistinguishable from humans. So now you're going to have to spend a lot of money to determine whether every human on the planet you're talking to is an actual fucking human. Good luck with that. I mean, we're... we're we're still trying to figure, you know, look at all the other shit we spend our, our money on in the United States. I mean, all, all the other pointless things that we spend our money, the, the government spends our money on trying to track. Well, they're, they're going to they're going to want to have a central ruler for that one way or another. That will be the battle. Yeah, that will be the battle that will have to be fought. And. I think that is where everything is struggling. I know Elon just got pissed off a little, maybe a week ago or so, and he's pissed because he developed OpenAI and ChatGPT to be open, and now it's a closed, centralized, money-making, for-profit entity that other companies are glomming onto by connecting their APIs in. You um, like writer is yeah. one of them, and it'll just connect in there. They charge you for their interface, and it's a it should be a free and open one. So that's why Elon's trying to create these other uh, this other AI that he's working on through his vehicles right now to make that accessible to other people, free and open, because he doesn't want the centralization that comes with it. Okay, so... Um Open source code has the same problem, okay? You can you can make open source code, and one example of, of open source code is the, the Linux operating system. Um, however, that doesn't prevent a company from building, from using that open source code in a proprietary way. For example, um, there's an open source, uh, there, like uh, if you were to look at some of the Linux operating systems, one of them is Ubuntu. Ubuntu is free and open source for everyone. Everybody can see everything. But if you look at Red Hat or Fedora, if you look at Fedora, it's not. It's closed. Uh, or rather, certain parts of it are closed. And 
that's okay because that's their innovation. They're just it's the underlying Linux operating system that's open. With with OpenAI, people aren't taking the open code, the original open code, and locking it down. They're adding value to it and then locking that down. It's like if it's like if I were to invent a bicycle and allow anybody to use a bicycle and somebody goes and straps rocket engines on it and then everybody loves the bicycle with rocket engines on it but that's closed source code well then you can't get a bicycle with rocket engines on it you can only have the the one without so it's not like Elon is building that stuff to stop people he's pissed off because because people want to make because of capitalism because people want to make money off of that you can still get that open source code just saying well, he's also he's also very concerned about that centralization. He's tr now see there's a conundrum there because he's trying to make everything as open and as free as possible, but yet he hires Linda Yaccarino, who's a, a left puppet, to oversee and and be the the hands-on person for Twitter. So there's there's a little we're we're, we're, we're we're staying out of politics here, please. No, no. Well, I'm trying to make my point to what you just said. So while people think they can trust Elon for that open source side of it, there's always going to be someone who's going to step in somewhere along the path in between what someone's vision is for like an, a completely open AI system and what the end user gets. And so when you start injecting people in between those, those middlemen, you're always going to have them. But it depends. Is it an evil corporation? Is it a person? Or is it just going to be some kind of entity that's run from a server somewhere <clears throat> that only a select few have the keys to make any changes to? So okay. it, it so can be corrupted. It still can be corrupted. The same way Twitter got corrupted. Okay, so that's a dilemma with everything out there. Um, you know, that that's a big dilemma we worried about with cryptocurrency. It's like Bitcoin came out, and everybody's like, wow, this is free and open and decentralized. But somebody is going to build something really cool and useful on Bitcoin, and then they're going to lock it down. Well, is Bitcoin locked down? No, it's not. Just the cool and useful stuff is like, I don't know, maybe maybe you want to pay anybody at any time with like a single keystroke or something. You can't do that with the open source Bitcoin. You have to know their address. You have to have your private keys and all that shit. Um, but somebody if somebody just comes up with something to get on your phone and work with your phone contact list and somehow magically were to pay anybody at any time, like in one keystroke or one one button press. um People will be decrying the centralization of Bitcoin, but it's not centralized. Whatever the case is, man does have a problem with uh, the strong desire to to uh, to take ownership or centralize things. They, they they see something out there, they want to make money off of it, and they they capitalist or, or, or the capitalist ethos comes about. People want to make money, and all all this has yes, this is this is power. So if it's not capitalism, you know, socialism, well, it's not about making money. It's about the power. And any other system you can come up with, you're going to find out that smaller amounts of people, smaller groups of people are going to want to run things. And they're going to be successful at it, no matter what it is. So I think that that argument that you have is kind of 
Well, it's it's a it's kind of a different argument and not really about AI. The question about AI is will AI end run all those people trying to control the world and will they control the AI control the world? So kind of looping back to the beginning of the point you were making, do you think that that AI could somehow impinge into the to the world of crypto? Do you think that eventually it could make itself into a supercomputer and totally wipe out the AES-256 encryption? And, I mean, is we, okay, we okay, talk, wait, we you're, talk you're about... Munging, you're munging a couple concepts here. Um, crypto is a means to solve a problem. Uh, AI impinging into the world of crypto isn't the same thing as AI getting smart enough to be able to figure out how to reverse engineer encryption. Well, um, you, you didn't let me finish, but I was going to say, as that rolls in with everything kind of being pointed towards or being geared into that blockchain environment, is, is do you think that what humans created meaning the AES-256 and the algorithms and all that kind of stuff that's ridiculously unbreakable, could that be a, a, a point of failure if we allow AI to get too smart? Because eventually, people are going to be using blockchain like we use Excel databases right now. Okay, wait. I, I think, again, you're trying to pull some really disparate things together. It's like like you saying, well, if um, if AI can can uh, I don't know control the manufacture of tires, can they use it to take over the world? Um, as long as the world depends on tires, yes. But the the point is, right now the world doesn't depend on crypto for for it to function. It depends on money and value. Um, you know, like the value of your house and stuff like that. Um, are you if you're saying AI could could AI like somehow control money uh, and thus control the world? I, I guess in some way, I, I think it would take it a while. I think I think an AI doesn't need money right now. I think an AI more needs um, resources. And that's what scares people about AI is they just see that if an AI has the resource, if it has the capability of connecting to this a nuclear power plant and a bank and and the you know all these other things that it could somehow use the tools it has to make our life fucking hell like you know it could it could i mean at the very least it, it could um it could cause us to cause wars among ourselves um you know it, if it got a control of a nuclear power plant it could say hey i'm terrorist group b and um and unless you meet my demands, I'm going to melt down this nuclear power plant. Oh, I just melted down the nuclear power plant. And it might have done that because it knows a terrorist group B, when everybody's after them, will fight back and cause a lot of havoc. No, what if, I'm... What if, they, what if, what if, they, what if the AI uh, melted down a nuclear power plant and said, hey, we're Russia. And we, we just we did this because we didn't like you. Russia could deny it all they want, but still happened. And now the I'm... United States would have to respond. I'm not I'm not going that deep down the rabbit hole. Kind of like 
for example, I was, right? to make, I was trying to make your tortured, um, your tortured analysis work and AI get having access to blockchain doesn't make it all of a sudden smart. It no, but at best, it, hmm. at best it can, it can use the blockchain to further some of its ends. Well, so there's all kinds of contention right now about these, like, for example, the Google Nest thermostat, right? So if you have one of those controlling your, your house, the heating and cooling of your house, and the power company comes under strain, they can take over your Google Nest and force you to turn your air conditioning up to 78 degrees, even though you oh, wanted it at 72. Oh, oh, wait, that, that, that doesn't happen right now, and it couldn't happen unless they had the password. Now, if you're saying that somehow the utility company would somehow gain a backdoor to Google Nest, which I don't even know if it's possible, but if it did, then it would run into legal problems. Because you, you got to remember that you, you need a legal framework to support such a thing. Because it is very possible, if they were to do that, that they could fuck up the power grid by turning on or off a whole bunch of houses all at once, which could cause fires or cause people to die or whatever. That would quickly fall apart from the legal point of view. But see, that, this that's is happening that's, now. There's articles about it out there now that are that are happening. And it sounds like something that people have to opt into or at least opt yes. out of. Well, by uh, having the device, they're not going to control. They're not going to control my furnace without the password to, to my, my thermostat. Well, they, they, I'll have to dig up some of those articles for next week's show and we can circle back on that, but it's happening now. And that's where I'm it's talking about happening with permission. It's likely happening with permission. That's like saying just because Tesla cars can drive themselves. Oh my God, robots. I mean, well, no. Yeah, so robots. by, it's one of those things that, that a lot of people do. By using this device, you agree to uh, have it have whatever emergency, yada, yada, yada. So it's implied consent. And they'll point to that in the legal framework. But my point sure. is... Until, until, until lots of people die from that, and implied consent or not, once, people, once, once you kill you know, old people in the middle of the summer... Uh, because they shut off the electricity voluntarily, um, there, there's a human behind all those actions. And if you kill old people in the summertime that would not have normally died, then you're going to have legal problems up the wazoo. So implied consent or not, you have to deal with the legal system. Well, again, I'm taking a surface-level view here, and I'm trying to ask the question. Using you, you went off on nuclear war and meltdowns and everything else. I'm talking about like the basic necessities because I do believe they would try and use AI in that capacity. Let's let's they're they're talking about all these power issues, even though the power is unlimited. Okay, they're trying to make it scarce, like oil and everything else. They would tie in on purpose AI to these to these grids and to these utilities to try and make it smart, okay? So once it had that access, and then we add the layer of emotion, and then we add the layer of they realize they're smarter than humans, don't you think that that could lead to some of the problems that people are talking about with AI, the, the dangers of, of AI? 
so it sounded like you were going to say something radically different than what I've said, and, and now it sounds like you've just used and used this as an opportunity to say exactly what I was saying. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. That could be a problem if AI is smarter than, than us, then it can run rings around us. That's we're scared of AI. It, it's it's kind of like being scared of the of, of the big dude next door who who could pound your ass into the ground. Even he might not look like he can kick your ass, but you know he can. I mean, he may be too stupid to kick your ass, and and that's your only saving grace until he until he gloms onto you and realizes you're a threat. So, AI is fun and it's easy and it's useful and stuff like that. But if it gets to a point where it feels emotions and feels that it needs to do something to feel better, we're going to have a very hard time predicting what and when it will do it. And hopefully we don't have strong disagreements because if it starts reacting to things we do, like, I don't know, shutting them down, um, they're going to use every resource. The AI will use every resource at its disposal to stop that from happening. So we've talked about doom and gloom. What about some good things AI can be used for today? We did a show, and I, I brought up some examples. Uh, this was probably eight months ago, of some of the cool applications that that AI can do. And it's come so far. You started working with a little bit of the AI with your zip bugs, some of the image generators and background generators. It's come like tenfold since you started that. What are some of the cool AI things you're using? Well, let's, well, let, let's, let's back off a little bit. I want to get a little bit more into theory here uh, because there, there's a lot of examples out there that, that this theory is following. Uh, sorry, that, that leads to this theory because I, I, I know what's happening. So imagine being able to talk to every single object in the world and ask it how it's feeling or what it's doing. Like your car, you're driving your car, you kind of want to know when your tires will, will pop. You, you want to know when your engine will wear out and stuff like that. Wouldn't it be great if your tire, if your, your car says, you know, I'm technically okay on oil, but my parts are grinding together. You know, uh, I think I need an oil change. Um, or better yet, um, the car's like, hey, you're driving me too hard. And it's going to wear me out. Are you fine with, you know, well, the thing is, you're going to be like, so what, bitch? Keep doing what I want. But um, having, like having, smart, having, <laughs> having smart <laughs> items around you makes your job a lot easier. So just like, okay, if you want to go dig a hole, you can go get a shovel and dig a hole. You can only go so fast and you'll get tired. Or you can go get like, uh, you know, a digging machine, like a, a cat and go and dig some deep holes and there's lots of other digging machines out there that can go stronger faster longer better than any human could ever do in history great they enable us the art ai as a tool will enable us so i was talking about um using ai to help me figure out code well ai can write code so i can write code too but it would be a, so much better if I can have a partner to work with that can literally physically type faster than me because I have repetitive stress issues with my hands and stuff like that. So I can get on chat GPT and I can say things like, um, okay, can you write code to do this? And then it, it generates, it'll just blow out a lot of code. 
I'll be like, great, that's that's mostly what I wanted. Can you tweak it to do this now or to do that? After about 10, 15 minutes, I have some code put together that could do more shit than if I would have spent two or three days myself coding it. So AI can significantly up our productivity in just about everything. What about cooking? So you wanna you wanna make you wanna make do, uh, donuts or or something or make uh, make brownies for your kids. You don't know the recipe. Well, you go get a recipe from Google, but you still fuck it up. So obviously you there's two angles there. One is you can just talk talk to it and be like, okay, what do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? Uh, Goblin Tools, by the way, does that. Goblin Tools, go look it up. Um, but you can also make the oven smart. So if the oven knows that it's going to be cooking brownies, it can know when to start, when to end. It can know, um, you know, uh, when when hot is too hot. It can it can smell when it's burning, and it can it can be like, okay, all all I need you to do is just like put the <clears throat> mix the ingredients together and stick it in the oven. So it can it can make us productive, um, orders of magnitude more productive, in in just about any intellectual or physical pursuit we want so if it can write the code for you why do we need you uh you need me to tell it to write the code now i, I can do that any well yes well it depends what you mean by you so what we need is a computer programmer to program um now here's the thing because this this the same concept came up when the cotton gin was invented there were slaves in the United States that were picking cotton, and the cotton has a lot of seeds in it. And so the slaves would be picking out the seeds one by one, and, and making cotton clothing was really expensive because you had to pick out all the seeds. And then somebody came up with this idea, uh, Eli Whitney, came up with this neat idea of, hey, let's like come up with this system of like teeth and forks to pull all the seeds out of the cotton. Well, now they could, now they could produce clothing as quickly as you could pick the cotton so it, it scaled up um our abilities to, to to make things great when that happened then we started to have to start to make other machine machines to keep up with the cotton gin nowadays fast forward to today clothing is everywhere clothing isn't a problem to make like it was in the 1700s clothing i mean it can just be machines got every step of this process so when you're talking about like, oh, my God, it's going to replace computer programmers. No, it's going to scale up what I do. I'm telling you this because I have 30 years of experience of being a computer programmer. And when I first started, I could only do, I don't know, one, two, three things. And nowadays, the level of effectiveness of my code is just, you know, magnitude, orders of magnitudes higher. That'll just happen. It'll be like, OK, I want... It's no longer going to be, you know, can you get a website done at the end of this week? With AI, I can get a website going in 15 minutes. I mean, a fully featured like website with a shopping cart, you know, looks like looks like, you know, target.com or, or something like that. I could just do the whole thing. And then when somebody wants to change, I could redo the website in 15 minutes just by because we've scaled up our ability to do that. Now, will we need as many programmers? Well, if you scale up the amount of work for us to do, which humans will always do that, capitalism loves scaling things up, then us computer programmers aren't going to be out of a job. There's going to be a shortage of computer programmers. 
because they're going to want more shit to do. But if I can do it myself, I wouldn't have to hire a program. Yeah, I, I think you're not understanding. If you can do it yourself, then you'd be doing it yourself. And so I'd be doing it myself, too. There'd be more customers and there'd be more shit getting done. It's 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 like if you scale up the production of cars, there will be people that will buy cars. And when if there's not enough people, we'll come up with more uses for cars. I'm not so sure. Uh, a lot of our a lot of our car production right now has to, has to do with uh, the availability of raw materials and, and uh, stuff like that. The, the prices are going up because raw materials get more expensive, uh, and people are are not making as much money. And so, but if if you can get cars to build themselves, the price would go way down. Everybody would be able to afford them. And then people would start throwing them away once they showed the first sign of breakage. Like after one year, you just ditch your car, get another one because cars could be made so fast. And so Right. But, but that's the thing is AI would tell you how to efficiently get the raw materials, which would require less people to do the yeah. mining of those materials. It would find the most efficient way to transport them. So half of the what? transportation needs would go away. So if you build it, if you build it, they will come. Okay. You're not going to make more uses for that, though. It's going to be done yeah, more will. efficiently and cut things out. We, we have capitalism, or the human race has shown consistently throughout history that the faster we make something, the more demand there is for it. If we may, like I said, if we could make cars, you know, 10 times faster than we do right now and 10 times cheaper, pe people would never be driving an old car ever again. I mean, it's like band aids. You, you, you can get Band-Aids whenever you want them. It, it's not hard to make a Band-Aid. And you, you, you can get as many Band-Aids as you need. And, so, and they're all very low priced. So it's not a problem. You know, and if, and if you're done making Band-Aids, then you can make other things that are Band-Aid-like. So, no, I, I totally disagree with the fact that a computer programmer would be out of a job. I have, over the last 30 years, I've been given consistently more work. And I've been doing more with less for 30 years now, it's the same is going to be the case with AI. I'm just going to be commanding legions of AI. I'm going to be getting more work done, and the bosses are just going to ask for more. But there won't be a need to have as many of you if you can multitask like that and get things done faster. Of course there will. Not only – okay, so once you can get a website done in 15 minutes, now you that, – that changes your offerings. You're going to – you're going to be able to come up with 15 different types of the website and for 15 different purposes. And it might be for, for any one customer, you would have your own custom version of the website based upon your preferences. Trust me, I can scale up the concept of computer programming to an absurd degree. AI would, would, could help me get there. Exactly, right? So I wouldn't need to hire employees for my website building business as the, the more customers I get because I can have AI generating that. I can put the AI on the front end to have the people talk into it and say, I want this website, but I want it customized in this way, this way, this way. AI would build it. I don't have to hire somebody to go do that customization. So what, what you're missing is you're throwing theory down without understanding the boots on the ground. So if, I, if right now I can make one website in two months and an AI can help me right now to do it in one week, then it just means I'm going to be making more websites in two months. 
I don't need to be fired because then there'll be a demand for more types of websites. Now, so right, but you don't have to hire people to help you. No, 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 no. Nobody got fired. More websites are being created. I just got done telling you more websites are being created. You need me and all the other people to make those those more websites. If you demand more and more and more, you're still not going to fire me because you're going to get more and more. And it's going to require a certain amount of people to, to command those AI. I, the, the next step is going to be AI is going to just have to tell other AI what to do, which then would, right. would increase it yet another order of magnitude. So it's, it's not going to end there. You're, you're acting like the very act of scaling is going to put me out of a job. No, it won't. It's going to increase demand. It'll, it'll allow you at some point to customize your work. It'll allow us to be autonomous because if you're working for a company, they're going to want to not pay 10 people if they can only have two people to pay to do it. So they're not um, going to hire those other eight. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you got part of that right. And, I, and I'm going to say that, that you, you got part of it right in that um, once they re, it's not that they're not going to hire people. They're going to look for ROI. If, if somebody invests a thousand dollars and gets a single website in two months, and then they find out now that with that same thousand dollars, they can get 10 websites in two months. They're still going to spend that thousand dollars. So nobody got fired is what I'm saying. The demand will increase. The demand won't increase. There's only so many people. There's only so many people who want websites. You're, you're, you're missing. You're missing the point there. If you ha if you have a custom website for each person <laughs> that logs in, trust me, you're going to need additional people to make these websites. The AI will do it. We don't need additional people. See, that's 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 where where you're. What you're doing is every time I'm saying something, you're scaling up the concept to a point where you think that you don't need somebody. If the AI already does it, and we no longer have a need to program websites, then we will simply have AI program something else. The same computer programmers, because I can do things other than make websites with computer programming, you know. I can make right. video games. Right. So it's not going to end. You're not going to get to a point where you're going to fire all those people. The people you have are just going to be more and more productive. Now, I, I think what you want to say, let, let me let me help you with your, your idea, because I think I know where you're trying to get. The problem that you have is called demographic change. Um, whenever you change from one skill, change the, 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 the population from one skill to another, you're going to have people that fall off the, the fall off the, the boat. So right now I can program in Microsoft languages. Well, if I'm telling an AI what to do, unless Microsoft's doing it, I might not know how to. Well, the good news is I'm a computer programmer. I could, I could certainly figure it out. But there's going to be some computer programmers where that's just going to be not their ability. And so they're going to drop off and go work at Walmart while other people are going to come in and be computer programmers. And my observation over the last 30 years is computer programmers have increased and increased and specialized and, and, and specialized more. Just like uh, 100 years ago, you had a family doctor. And nowadays, you have a doctor for every goddamn part of your body. Are there more doctors? Yes. So are there more computer? Will there be more computer programmers? Yes, because we'll all specialize. 
So how many how many how many AI is going to do it all? How many telephone operators are employed now versus in 1976? So how many? Okay, let's count how many. Let's just come up with a number for the number of telephone operators in 1976. Let's just say 10,000 per city, just off the top of our heads. Um, the, what your question is, what are those people doing now? Right. Okay. They're doing so something people, different. So this is the biggest problem with society, and, and I'm going to be leaving very soon. This is the biggest problem with our society is we do not know how to affect demographic change without going to war. Okay. If you do so much as change how something works, like, like a, a process, and I'll use Obamacare as an example, if you change the people that are covered with medical insurance, the, all of a sudden you have people that are not covered. Now, it's kind of funny. Obamacare, once it came out, covers more people than, it, than, than was covered previously. Unfortunately, it threw some people overboard. And so you could say, but look at all those people that lost their coverage. But you could also say more people now have coverage. So who's right? Well, we're both right. You have a point in saying that people will lose their jobs with AI, but I have a point in saying there's going to be more AI programmers than computer programmers right now. There's going to be a shortage of them, and so people are going to have to retrain, and people do not like retraining, and our society does not like to retrain because it's really fucking expensive to retrain. That's the problem with us adapting to AI, the change from AI or technology is our ability to retrain. If AI can make it, what's special about AI, though, is if they can make it to where we don't have to retrain, then we might be able to get somewhere. If, if you can just send your plumber to, to chat GPT to solve you know, certain problems that a computer programmer could solve, then you have a good AI, and then we could actually make good use of that. And, and what do you know? Um, be able to fly to other planets in, in half the time. Or to other or to other flat slabs floating in the ether that, that you seem to <laughs> like. Because we all know, well, you, all the flat earthers like to say, um, Mars isn't flat, the moon isn't flat, it's just the earth that's flat. Oh, okay. So I've I've modified my stance on that. We'll we'll do an addendum to the show at some point. I'll get into those where where I think my thoughts are with flat earth. I, I, yeah, what if I, I would fly to Mars? Would I fall off? Where would I fall off to? No, I think I think you'll like this. We'll we'll do a Faz Radio uh, like after show at some point, and I'll go into that. We'll we'll talk some some deep dark theories. But I, I, you know, the people. Here's the thing. There's there's another misnomer, and then I'll let you out of here. I know you're running out of time. People, when you're little, when you're a little kid, you're told you got to do something that you love. What do you want to be when you grow up? And if you got to the point where here I am, 53 years old, if you'd asked me what I wanted to be when I was little, my answer was I wanted to be a judge. Okay? And then I got old enough and they told me, well, you can't be a judge unless you're an attorney. And then suddenly I didn't want to be a judge anymore. And over the course of my life, I was a financial planner, a sales leader, um, a podcaster, a 
warehouse manager and now a purchasing agent, right? So it's nothing like that. Retraining is not a big deal, but people have to have the ability to do something that they at least somewhat enjoy. And I think those opportunities that AI will take away will limit people even more in even deciding what it is they want to do. They can just talk. What, what do I want to talk to an AI about instead of I think, becoming I think you will find. I think you will find that AI will enable more opportunities than it even takes away. Um, At the beginning, because, as it's being built. Once no, no, it's a no, no, fully no, functioning machine, no, that's at different. any point, at at any point, it, uh, AI will always be able to enable more opportunities. The question is, and and you 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 started getting there with what you wanted to do when you grew up, is how will man socially change to accommodate that new reality? AI AI can make it to where you don't have to work ever again, but how will humans socially adapt to that? Because some humans don't know what it's like to actually enjoy themselves. They'd rather work. What if, what if you know, if you took away our jobs, what would a lot of us do? We wouldn't know what to do. We wouldn't be doing art and music and, and, and all the fun stuff. We would be like, I'm so bored because I want to, like, build something. Great. You still can. You just do it bigger. That's it. Instead of building a house, you'd be building a mansion with AI. And instead of building a little space capsule, you'd be building a fucking city in, in, in space. <laughs> so it's going to enable humans in, in ways that we can't even consider. The question is, can we deal with, with it mentally? And I, I don't think we can just yet. It'll be a gradual turn, definitely. It's, it's hard getting used to how good AI is now. I haven't even scratched the surface. I use it every day just about, but I still haven't scratched the surface of what I can do with it. So teaching well, people we, even we need, how to use it are tough. We, we need another show to talk about like doing art with it and doing music with it and uh, ha using it to, to help do your job and stuff because I, I, think, I don't think we've gotten even scratched the surface. There's so much with AI. I think in 100 years, if you were to go a hundred years in the future. I think the world would be un unrecognizable. Um, I think, I think your great, great, great grandkids, you'd be like, what do you even do? And they'd be like, you mean you actually had to like drive the car and you actually had to move from place to place. And you had to, it's like, you know, if, if I want to go to the beach, bam, I'm there and I get to run along the sand and I get to have sex with just about anybody I want. And, and the AI takes care of everything for me. There's a uh, the, I'm going to leave you with this last thought. There's a Star Trek episode called I Mud. I comma mud. It's patterned after I Robot written by Arthur by not Arthur. Um, oh, what's his name? I, Isaac Asimov. I Mud. And it was a world and it d depicted a world where this guy, his every need was taken care of by the robots. And then he realized one day that he was trapped in that world. And that's when he tried to get he tried to capture the enterprise to uh to, to get some friends. And then I remember the that trapped episode. In that world. And then they had to they had to uh, you know win against the robots. But the but the whole point is 
if robots and AI take care of our every need, we're limited only by our imagination. And if we don't have a lot of imagination, we're going to be bored shitless. All right. <laughs> I have to go and let me figure out how to end this thing. Um, because I have a lot of shit to do. Sorry, guys. Um, I don't even know what I'm doing. Banners, brand. Okay, so I'm going to hit the animation. Any last words, sir? Thanks for dealing with our technical difficulties this week. We should be back to normal next Friday. I want to talk about AI next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.